0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Locked On Pirates. How are we doing today on this beautiful Friday, October 16th? I hope everybody is having a fabulous day so far. Uh, If you have not gotten a chance, listen to our Thursday podcast where we had first-round pick, shortstop-slash-second baseman Nick Gonzalez on the podcast with an interview talking about his potential future with the Pittsburgh Pirates and everything about how Pittsburgh has treated him so far, how training has been in Florida, etc. I hope you guys have enjoyed the content that we've been posting over the last couple weeks. You guys have been nothing but awesome on social media. Also awesome in the downloads department as well, and I hope you guys keep it up for me. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON. That's going to be L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. And you'll get $10 off of your first order over there at Built Bar. Recently, they had a strawberry flavor as well that was in support of Breast Cancer Awareness. As we all know, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So go over to Built Bar and tell them Locked On sent you. Use that promo code to get $10 off. Today on the podcast, we are going to be talking about some interesting stuff. How many seasons is it going to take Ben Charrington, the general manager of the Pittsburgh Pirates, to create a formidable contending team? And then after the break, we are also going to be talking about which infield duo, meaning shortstop and second base, will have the best odds of giving the Pirates the best infield in the future in 2021 and beyond. So, starting with the Ben Charrington talk. Uh, We all know Ben Charrington came in as GM in 2019 Didn't make too many moves going into the 2020 season outside of trading Starling Marte to the Diamondbacks, who would eventually end up being traded to the Miami Marlins, who ended up making the playoffs. Again, congrats to the Marlins on a solid season. Um, But for Ben Sherrington, it's going to probably be about a good three- or four-year process before this team is really in contention for let alone the NL Central or the playoffs. So let's go ahead and recap 2020 real quick. Um, Ben Sherrington did obtain the number one overall pick in a clear rebuilding year with hopes of obtaining star pitcher Kumar Rocker from Vanderbilt. Right now, Rocker is still the consensus number one overall pick, but Jake Lear, his teammate in Vanderbilt, could always have a solid collegiate season and take over that spot. Um, 2020 did also see the Pirates have their fifth worst winning percentage in team history. That's really ca- like not counting for much as the team in its inaugural years did not win too many games. Obviously, as much teams don't. Um, there was noticeable declines though in play from 2019 All-Star Josh Bell outfielder Brian Reynolds and the pitching staff and the bullpen as a whole. Um, the team just did not look great. But Charrington probably knew that in the back of his mind um, when he was in the when he was in the Red Sox organization for a very long time. There was some stuff going on as well. With Charrington having a 90, or I believe a 69 and 93 season before he eventually went on to win a good amount of games with the Red Sox organization and eventually a World Series. Um, he does have some trade assets to work with here in this offseason, um, but none will garner much back other than Bell, Mus- Joe Musgrove, and Adam Frazier. But if those guys can improve in the following season, or if he can garner some talent back, those trades could really look nice in the long run. So then moving on to 2021, I would really say next year is also going to be another rebuilding year. I don't think too many people would disagree with me in that. I don't think we're going to have a Marlins-like season where we're going to just have a very bad winning percentage and then all of a sudden make the playoffs. I also don't think the playoffs will be expanded, even though I think they should just because the playoffs, with the expanded playoffs, allowed some teams like the Miami Marlins, like the San Diego Padres, to really make an impact in the playoffs that many didn't expect to happen. Um, this time, though, in 2021, I would expect Josh Bell and Adam Frazier, if they're not traded in the offseason, to improve on their play with a longer season and increase their trade value going into the trade deadline to contenders that need the help. Uh, there are some contenders that need help in the infield, like the i mean—the Yankees may lose DJ LeMahieu, so Adam Frazier could possibly on their list. The Padres could use even more power if they would like to and go get Josh Bell, who could really excel in that kind of system with Fernando Tatis Jr. and Manny Machado. Um, Huntington, again, has a track record of building a solid roster out of nothing, especially, again, when he took the Red Sox, who only won 69 games in his first season, to win a World Series a few years later. Um, He did make some quality trades in there as well that many people didn't see. And Charrington, again, just a really fabulous baseball mind. And if the ownership can give him a little bit more payroll, moving forward, which I don't think will happen in the next one or two seasons, but if he can show that he's building a contender, that payroll may go up. The team will improve, though, in 2021, in my opinion, with the emergence of young stars like Nick Gonzalez, who we interviewed yesterday, outfielder Travis Swaggerty and others, and with the improvements as well, hopefully, from Keybine Hayes, Cole Tucker, and Kevin Newman, as well as Mitch Keller. Um, The Pirates, I believe, will still finish last in the NL Central. We did do a pre-offseason prediction where I had the Pirates going, 65 Five and I believe sixty-five and ninety-seven. Yes, sixty-five and ninety-seven. Um, but I wouldn't expect the Pirates again to make too many moves. I think the moves will like kind of uh, go up in 2021 with the trade assets coming in and a lot of the prospects showing who they are. Uh, O'Neill Cruz could also get traded as well if he just starts showing that he's not going to really do much. So then you could flip him for some prospects as well. Moving on to 2022, though, this is when I really think this would be the kind of year for the Pirates to take that step forward. Making moves in the 2020 offseason will be key, though, preferably adding power to a lineup that desperately needs it. As right now in the playoffs, you can see power is pretty much ruling the playoffs at the moment, especially in that Braves-Dodgers series. We've just seen home runs from Marcelo Zuna, Mookie Betts, Cody Bellinger, all those guys just knocking them out of the park against really good pitching as well from Max Freed and Clayton Kershaw. Um, but I think 2022 is also going to really be dictated with Kumar Rocker, Mitch Keller, Quinn Priester, Malone, and Moldaninsky helming the future by that point. The pitching depth will probably be more focused on the bullpen Uh, The pitching staff by then also should have a pretty solid base of who's going to be there and who's not. James Hintayon will also probably still be there as well, but may be let go due to his contract running out. And then we move to the position players again. Key: Brian Hayes, Cole Tucker, Kevin Newman, maybe O'Neill, Cruz, and Nick Gonzalez could create one of the better young outfield or midfields in baseball. Um, we'll talk about that later. And the team's wins will improve once again. I think they'll win like maybe 65, 66 games in 2021. And then 2022, I really think we could get into that 75, maybe even 80 range. So not contention, but not mediocrity. Um, but the team, uh, a losing record is still likely, obviously, and making the right trade in the offseason or making a good acquisition will push them over the edge in 2023. And then Charrington usually does do well in his fourth year. I believe he won his World Series in his fourth year with Boston, and I would say this would be his make-or-break season as the general manager. It would be his fourth at the helm with the farm system improving season by season and with the roster molding itself into a defensively adequate unit with good young pitching and solid contact hitting. Again, though, realistically, you should – um, You really should be looking for power at some point. Hopefully, Josh Bell maybe can return to that for me. You don't have to trade him, but I don't see Josh Bell being on the team by 2023, as well as I don't really see like Adam Frazier or other guys being on the team as well. I would say 2023, the Pirates should contend. I know that's a very long time for us to wait. Um, but Pirates fans have waited a very long time to actually have a very good farm system and a very good team at the same time. I think by 2023 that could really happen because you could have even more prospects in the system after three late straight losing seasons and probably three straight top 10 picks. Hopefully Kumar Rocker is one of those, and then I believe Rocker would be in the league easily by 2023, maybe even 2022. Now, when I say contention, I don't think the Pirates are going to be in the World Series any, by, or any by any means in 2023 I just think they could really be like in contention for a good wild card spot or even in the NL Central division title race but we also don't really know what's going to happen from now until 2023 like the Pirates could make a ridiculous trade for an all-star like Francisco Lindor or somebody like that very doubtful but it could happen we've seen stranger things happen in baseball Um, But by this point, too, Mitch Keller would be at his peak, Kumar Rocker would probably be a major leaguer, Key Brian Hayes would be at his peak, Cole Tucker would be at his peak, Nick Gonzalez would probably be reaching his peak, and that would just really create a strong base for you to have moving forward with a solid third baseman, another solid infielder, hopefully a solid outfielder by that point, and then some solid pitching. Um this is all I have to really say, though, for Ben Charrington is as for a Pirate fan, from me, as me being a Pirates fan, I am giving Charrington the time that he needs. I'm not expecting him to turn this team around completely in overnight, but I really could see it happening in the next, like, two, three, maybe even four seasons. And real quick, guys, we're going to go ahead and go to break. And when we come back from break, which middle infield packages are the best moving forward for the Pittsburgh Pirates? And welcome back, guys. The Pittsburgh Pirates right now, sitting, or as many other teams are, just watching the playoffs at the moment. The Atlanta Braves and the Los Angeles Dodgers are in a very good series at the moment, as well as the Astros trying to make a comeback down 3-0 against the Tampa Bay Rays at the current moment. Game 6 will be tonight, as well as the Braves trying to close it out against the Dodgers tonight as well um for Cole Tuck, for the middle infield packages though for the Pittsburgh Pirates moving forward the top one that I believe will be the best option will be Cole Tucker and Nick Gonzalez. Uh, This duo is my personal go-to favorite to man the middle infield for the Pirates for the next half decade, so I'm saying five years, once Gonzalez makes his debut next season or the year after. Um, Tucker is a solid defensive shortstop, but obviously we saw that he got pushed to the outfield for some reason. I don't think that'll happen again next year. I think he will be back at his normal position. Um playing in the outfield as well did hurt his production on the field and in the batter's box. So planning him at shortstop along with Eric Gonzalez and Adam Frazier, if he's still there, needs to be the plan moving forward. Nick Gonzalez already has a good bat as we've seen in college and down in training camps in Florida. But already plays well defensively, including some pretty solid plays again whenever he was at um New Mexico State making him the easy option to be in the middle infield at some point the tandem is also the youngest option outside of O'Neill Cruz being involved but his off-field issues have kind of tainted him from ever making his official like long debut he has debuted in the majors already but he does need time still to accumulate. Ac- I can't pronounce that word. Acu- or acu- mm, Sorry, guys. You can see that I can't pronounce some words. Um, he does still need time to get used to Major League Baseball, but with his off-field issues, we don't know if that'll ever happen. And at number two, I have Kevin Newman and Nick Gonzalez. This one would be fun because both players can play either position in the middle infield, and both are solid defensively, making this option a safe bet for GM Ben Charrington and the club moving forward. Newman is already 27, but 27 isn't dangerously old in baseball, but he did see a decline in his offensive production in 2020 after hitting over 300 in 2019. But I think he's a clear second baseman option in 2021 and it will improve while the younger uh, younger middle infielders can continue to mold their games. Um, Newman is probably one of the safe bets there in the middle infield right now. He is under team control for a while. Uh, I believe he is one of our arbitration hearings, but I do think we will end up bringing him back, even though we are pretty deep in the position. Um, Despite a dip in everyone's batting averages and on-base percentage this season, Newman was a big part of the Pirates having a good exit velocity on their bats this year, something that manager Derek Shelton expects to translate to 2021. So, yes, the Pirates' batting averages were not that great, but their exit velocity was pretty good this year. Not really bad. Um, If they can continue to keep that going and then just place the ball correctly, they should really be in a solid spot. Uh, At number three, I have Nick Gonzalez and O'Neill Cruz. This would probably be the top prospect option, obviously. Um, Gonzalez will be in the majors soon, but Cruz must fix his off-field issues first before worrying about going to Federal Street. Um, Cruz is also 6'7", and Gonzalez is about 5'9", 5'10", so seeing that height difference would also be pretty interesting. Um, at 22, Cruz has plenty of time to progress into his role for Derek Shelton, and with a 70-grade arm, playing him at shortstop would make more sense in this duo. Nick Gonzalez playing second would not be a bad idea either, as Gonzalez does play second or shortstop, and even did play some outfield in high school and college. Cruz has a career 274 average in the minors and has improved every season since 2017 when he hit 237, which brings his average pretty far down. As his other seasons, he was slashing 294, 286, and 298 in the the batting average department so Cruz does know how to tear the cover off the ball in the minors and if he can translate that to Major League Baseball he would be in a very solid position I would expect Cruz to be a part of the 2021 Pirates somehow I just really don't know when that could be um, I believe if he can fix his issues off the field in the off season, I believe he would be in the mold to play a lot in the middle infield and maybe even some like third base to uh uh, platoon with Cabrian Hayes. But Cruz should be a part of the roster pretty well. He is the top five prospect still in the system and I would expect him to be there somehow. And finally we have Cole Tucker and Kevin Newman. Um, I believe this is the duo that will most likely start 2021 and possibly finish it just because we don't know if Gonzalez or Nick Gonzalez is going to exactly start If he comes up right away or if he's just going to get some minor time or he's going to get some play in the minors probably for most of 2021 and then maybe get a September call up. Um, This is obviously probably not the duo you want to have moving forward completely, though, as Gonzalez is going to have to be in that mold somewhere. Tucker and Newman have the most big league experience between the middle uh, middle infielders outside of Eric Gonzalez, but Gonzalez could platoon behind this duo in the meantime to still make an impact in Pittsburgh. And like I said before, too, I mean, the middle infield is easily probably the uh, Pirates' best unit at the moment. Uh, Bell being at first base, obviously still makes the first base unit pretty good. I don't think his terrible play in 2020 is going to be that bad in 2021 if he's still a Pittsburgh Pirate or elsewhere. Um, and then you look at the middle infield. I mean, you have Adam Frazier, Cole Tucker, Kevin Newman, Eric Gonzalez already, but then you're going to be adding Nick Gonzalez and O'Neill Cruz to that mold as well. It's going to, I mean, you're going to have to trade some of those guys eventually, but you're really just going to have to make it work for now with that best unit, improve the outfield, improve the pitching staff. You already have a good third baseman in Brian Hayes. If you decide to keep Bell, you have a good first baseman in Bell, or even Colin Moran, who got some experience at first base this season. And really, that's what a rebuilding team needs to do is find their strength and fix the weaknesses because if they can keep the strength of their team being the middle infield, third base, and all that, and then improve the pitching staff as well as improving the outfield, then that team should see some noticeable improvements going forward. Again, guys, I'm also trying to do a mailbag episode at some point. So if you guys want to contact me on Twitter at LockedOnPirates or at MVP underscore Ethan, I will gladly take your questions and I want to have a good amount of questions so I can get everyone's questions in on the podcast. Also connect with us on Twitter. We, I've been loving all the connections I've been getting on Twitter, especially from some New Mexico State alumni and journalists who have been seeing me cover Nick Gonzalez, as well as some Bucko fans from all over, even some other fans of other teams like the Phillies, etc., who just live in the area and are somewhat interested in the Pittsburgh Pirates. But I hope you guys have a great rest of your Friday. Thank you so much, and you guys have a great rest of your day, okay? Thank you guys, and awesome. You guys are awesome. Just know that. You guys are awesome and keep striving for greatness.